Hey, this is Dr. Cree. I am a board-certified family medicine physician, and I'm the owner of Brownstone Healthcare, where our mission is to take care of the everyday person who's overwhelmed and overworked and looking to live a healthy, happy, and whole life. We have a direct primary care service where you can pay $70 a month to have all access to meet your physician, have discounted labs, and imaging if needed. So you'd pay the $70 a month, no matter if you're insured, underinsured, or have no insurance at all. Call us at 205-202-5650 or go ahead on enroll today at www.brownstonehealthcare.com. You made me feel good because I, I have always thought it was something wrong with me because you can tell me a joke. I will die laughing. Thank you. And I can't repeat it. <laughs> I, 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 I might be able to repeat it right that moment. But like in a minute, oh, if I try to retell that joke, I'm going to mess it all the way up. I could hear you tell that joke. <laughs> I could stand there and listen and laugh at you and walk away to try to tell somebody else that joke. Now, what did they say? I, I, I'm lost. I'm stupid. So, well, we the same in that regard. So I'm going to tell you a joke. Mm-hmm. What? Oh, first of all, boo! I have to boo you just like I booed um, Mayor Woodfin when he didn't come with a joke. Oh yeah, yeah. So I had to boo, you. but well, he came. Well, to me. I can boo back. <laughs> <laughs> Why do thieves never target politicians' homes? You know, that's something to think about. They know we can shoot them. No, <laughs> professional courtesy. <laughs> a thief ain't going to steal from a thief. We are, wait, wait, you know. Back, we, back, 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 back up, back up, back up, back up. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You have to understand. I don't care how far we go back. You on the other side, man. I'm going to be coming at you. <laughs> hold on, y'all. Hold on. Let me do this. Let me, we, we, we go. We getting before ourselves. Fred L. Coach Plump Jr. is founder and executive director of the Piper Davis National Youth Baseball League. He founded the organization in 1992 in Birmingham, Alabama, with three local Birmingham City Parks and 12 teams. Today, the Piper Davis Baseball League is operating in 11 states, Puerto Rico, St. Martin, and the Bahamas. Coach currently has fifth Go ahead. 52 years. 52 years, 52 plus years coaching, yeah. Wow. That's <laughs> like, I'm like, I would, if I read this right. <laughs> yeah. Coach Plump currently has 52 years of volunteer service in the city of Birmingham as a Little League coach and program director. And I was one of those little ones, and so were my kids. Mm -hmm. He spent 30 years as a firefighter for the Birmingham Fire and Rescue Service, three years of active duty in the United States Army, one year in Vietnam, and 37 years in the Alabama National Guard. 
He attended Lawson State Community College, University of Alabama at Birmingham, Alabama Fire College, Alabama Military Academy, and holds an honorary doctorate of humane letters from Agape Bible College. Coach is married to his lovely wife, Cynthia. They are proud parents and grandparents. Man, now what were you about to say, first of all? I'm just listening. You on the other side. I was listening to you You, guys. You on the other side. I'm just letting you know that, hey, I I am now, well, I've been a servant Mm -hmm. for them 52 plus years. Mm -hmm. Now I'm adding four more to it. And I might add another four more. Who knows? I might add the total eight years. But then after that, I don't know what the, what the good Lord might bring for me. He might be sending me back to the fields. You, you like, there are, the, the, this is the saying that comes to mind, all heroes don't wear capes. That's right. And have you ever taken a moment to guesstimate how many kids you've coached? Like no, I haven't. I sometimes I think about that, and uh, even one day you should sit down and you say, "Okay, th- had about this many kids this summer, this year, you know," and, and put that. It would be it would be incredible. Well, it would be because I sit sometimes and think about the number of young men that I coach, and uh, and how well some of them's doing. The first team that I coach, some of the guys that are running around here now that played on it, uh, you got the. Uh, my little uh, Reverend Michael Moore. Really? Yeah, he was. He's a your first. Your was first, on the first team. team on the first team. He was a great point guard. Really? He, he was great. He was great. And uh, then I come on to Illerton when I started. Well, I got to Illerton because they say the crime rate was the highest in the city among my youth, mm-hmm. and that's how I got to Illerton. And I started there, and. Uh, well, Charles Nash, he's one of them. Charles did well. Uh, Glenn Jackson was great. Could have went anywhere he wanted to go. Uh, during that time, Robert Scott was playing over there in Titusville. Memorial right, Park. Right. Uh-huh. All, all those guys came on the. But if I ever go back, if I ever sit down and try to figure that out, man, $1 for every player that ever coached. That would be. <laughs> we ought to have a. We ought to have a, a, a. What do they call them? A telethon. That's right. And everybody that played for Coach Plump would cash up a dollar in and see how how far up it'll go. And really take care of the league program. <laughs> yeah, you know what? We gonna do that. Yeah, that would be great. I'm. Have I ever told you something I was gonna do and didn't do it? It takes you a few years to do it, but. <laughs> and just like and just like all things, it might take me a bit, but we gonna get this done. That would be such a cool fundraiser, mm-hmm. and like everybody could, you know, when they send the dollar or whatever, they can make a comment. That would just that's a good idea. And I can just about make a comment. Just about all of my ball players. Yeah. I, re- I remember so much about the ball players. Yeah, and you know, that's what guys get to laugh. How can you remember that? Yeah. I said, you should. You made that error. <laughs> <laughs> now, we finna take it all the way back. All the way back. Let's go. Um, I don't know if I've ever told you this. I, I know you know it. 
I love the stories you tell me about my grandfather. I love him, boy. And I don't know if you know this, but there there have been times where I'll just provoke you. I'll say something to make get you started. Mm-hmm. So make us all feel good. Tell tell us about your relationship with my grandfather, boss man. Yes, sir. Let me tell you, I am um, boss man. I think he really just dogged me out. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I, I would go up to Miles. I would go up to Miles every day. Yeah. Cause guys were saying, "Boss, boss will give you a job." Boss, will give. every day I would go up to Lincoln for a job. Uh huh. And our boss, well, I don't have nothing done. Uh, young man, I just come back and see me. So I went up there one day, man. I guess we were wearing continental pants then. How old? How old were you? I was sixteen. Uh huh. And uh, I'm still continental up, pants. I'm continental baby. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I stepped in there, and you know, I'm sharp, because huh? I'm out there hanging around with the girls at Miles College. And I went to boss. I said, boss, I said, um, got opening yet? He said, yeah, uh, uh, young man. So get up on that truck there. I, I looked at boss. I said, I know he's not serious. And, and Charles Hope said, yeah, come on, man. You're going to go with us. And I, I, didn't, I didn't make it no, no better, no worse. I jumped up on that truck. And before the day was over, I spit him down the middle of them. Oh, man. <laughs> but, hey, I, I worked through that day, and I guess that's when I became boss. That's when <laughs> he so, waited until you came dressed up. Dressed Every up. time you came ready to work, he he had that fight. Nothing. <laughs> but boss, but boss uh, he taught me a lot, though, really. Um, I, that second year up there, I, wasn't, I had no intention of going to Miles, really. None. Mm-hmm. A&M where I wanted to go. Okay, okay. And, and, uh, boss called, because that next summer, I didn't go up to see Boss. Okay. Boss came, he called to the house and asked, where's that boy? <laughs> she said, he's, he, he's out. Well, you tell him he better be at Miles tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, when I got home, Boss man called. I said, for what? <laughs> he said, you better be at Miles tomorrow. <laughs> And, you know, with the respect I had for him, yeah. the next day I was there, boss, I'm putting you on work study. I said, work study? Boss, that mean I, I'll be going to school up here. He said, that's what I mean. And you're going you gonna to go to school. You come, and you're going to play in the band. Yeah. I said, boss, play in the band. Hold on. You got to tell the story <laughs> about how he would pass out uh, the instruments with no mouthpiece. <laughs> well, first of all, <clears throat> he was sitting me outside with Charles Hope and Joe Dudley. Now, hold on. Um, my cousin that was on the podcast the other day, Charles, Charles is his father okay. that he's talking about. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, he, he said, I'll, I'll just go out there. Joe, I want y'all to teach him the margin now. So we are supposed to be working. We got that margin. And when we got to the band room, man, boss came there with a tuba. And gave me that tube. So I, I'm getting ready to have fun. So I'm looking and looking and looking. I said, boss. I said, what a mouthpiece? He said, don't worry about it. <laughs> don't worry about the mouthpiece. You're going to march. You ain't, you ain't playing nothing. I said, I can't see this. A tube with no mouthpiece. He had a scholarship to Miles College, a band scholarship, <laughs> And never played a note. 
And uh, the boss, he, uh, that's what I said, I love him. He taught me a lot. Uh, my fact, uh, Mr. Mead, a head old man working by the name Mead. And he said, well, boss, he don't let you get on that on that lawnmower. He had two more lawnmowers. One was, both of them self-repelled, but one had a reverse. Mm. And, and uh, then he had to track them. If you was Boston boys, boss going to put one on the tractor. He's going to get the next one, that, that lawnmower with that reverse on it. You know, uh-huh. and Charles Hope had the one with no reverse. <laughs> and uh, so we, we were getting it, and they came to say, boss, man, boss got you with that, with the big line mower. You don't have to bag it up. You just put the reverse and bag up. And he would send you all over the campus cutting. Uh-huh. And he wouldn't follow me. But okay. the other guys, he would follow them because they would go up on that hill where, uh, where the football field is at now. Yeah. That's up, alumni hill now. They would go up there and drink. Ooh, boy, with them things, go up there and drink that wine. <laughs> and I'd go up there and hit it. And I'd run on back. Mr. Me, he'd go up there and get him a drink, and he'd come back and tell on everybody. <laughs> he'd go up there and say, boss, them boys up on the hill drinking. <laughs> and on Fridays, i never forget, boss would fight everybody. He would fire everybody. Fire everybody except me now. Yeah. I'm the only one he would tell to come back. <laughs> <laughs> and, and when they come back that Monday, mm-hmm. everybody fired would be back. Yeah. Because all of them were band members. Yeah. <laughs> so, so those guys, were, they knew they weren't going nowhere. <laughs> but it, it was a lot of fun, though. Uh, uh, it sounds like somebody do fire everybody every Friday. <laughs> yeah. And that's what we do. You give them that check and fire them that Friday. They show back up Monday, ready to work. Uh, but I am, um, I had a lot of fun up there while I was there, but I just didn't want to stay because I my mind was on that hill of that A and M. Yeah. So uh, I was sitting in class one evening, and I said, I know what I can do. I can go down to the selected service board. I can get out of here because my name already <laughs> on the list. But there I was. <laughs> there you was. There I was, and everybody said, "Man, where you going? Man, I'm going to the army." Miss O'Neill came to me and said, "No, you don't have to go. You refer." I said, no, not now. Because I left, came back. Mm-hmm. Who was going to the military when I was coming back? Your daddy, uh-huh. Ike, all the older fellows. Yeah. They, they, they was finishing up. They was finishing it they had four years up with Miles, and all of them was going to the military, and I was coming out. Yeah. So, uh, and but all of them, I guess all of them got good uh, duties when they was there. Let me ask you, did have you ever talked to my dad about his military service? Uh, very little, very little, very little. I was just wondering. You know, he's never, he just started talking about it mm-hmm. just a little bit, maybe in the past two years. Mm-hmm. Like he, he never, he used to tell us that he was an accountant. And I remember being young, like that don't make no damn sense. Like yeah. why would he be? In Vietnam, crunching numbers. Right. You know what I'm, that's saying? what I'm saying. All those guys, good. They got good duties once they even went to Nam. Well, but he, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Recently, he's admitted he mm-hmm. actually was in the fighting. Mm-hmm. But he said he never told my mom or um, his that, family yeah. or anything because he didn't want them to worry. Mm-hmm. And so once he got out, he just kept up that story. But he was actually in the fighting, and that just mm-hmm. always. Well, they sent me straight to the boonies. They didn't. They didn't waste no time with me. Yeah. Yes. As soon as I got over there, and I said, "Wait a minute, hold a guy." I said, "I'm a clerk." They said, "Yeah, but you took eight weeks of basic training, 
<laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah. He said, it's infantry training. So go over there and get your M16 and your seven clips and your rough sack and build that chopper pad. Yeah. And that was the end of, that was the end of my clerk duty. He told me about, um, he, he, one time, well, the first time he caught me smoking reefer, he told us the story about Papa Son and all the stuff they smoked over there. Mm-hmm. And he smoked one time, and it messed his head up so bad he swore he'd never smoke again. Um, did you ever smoke some of the Papa Son? Well, I tell you, out front, I smoked quite a bit of it. Uh, <laughs> what, 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 we didn't call it Papa Son reefer then. Because uh, every time we got hit, oh, you, sh- you go to shakes. You're yeah. nervous. You got to have something to calm the nerves. Mm-hmm. Back then, we just carried it. We had those big old pants pockets. Mm-hmm. We carried them. We carried the pipe. Mm-hmm. And you reach that thing, fill that pipe up, and you start, and the guys will come around, and you pass the pipe. Uh, but the reefer over there, that was, that was some potent stuff. Right? <laughs> 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 uh, but uh, I was blessed to get back home and be able to pull away from all that stuff. Yeah. Because uh, when I first got back home, it was it was it was tough. Yeah. Uh, being in the jungle for a year, then get out. You're coming back into the world, and things are so. It's and so you different. still a nigga. You went you went and uh, to war for your country and then you came back to what? And that's what started me to fight. You know, uh most people don't know that uh, when I came back and saw that they was not hiring blacks and, and mistreating black, I started fighting. Mm. So I sued the city uh to hire blacks in the fire department. I remember you telling and, me. And that. uh and with that, that hired one fire one black fireman. And hired him in 1968, and boom, they cut it off. I came back, and uh, I went down to uh, Select Service Board to try to uh, put an application in. They wouldn't even let a black man put an application in for a job with, with the fire department or the police department. Wow. And and it took a minute, and when they did, just so happened I passed the exam. We had 200-some-odd blacks to take it. Only 29 passed it. And eighteen uh, percent, mm-hmm. and they passed over me. And when they passed over me, it just so happened I was driving a RC baller truck, and uh, I was at the fire station. Guy can't, used to come talk to me all the time. He said, "Man, you should have took that test. They just hired sixty some odd firefighters." I said, "You kidding?" He said, "Yeah, man. I was number four on their list." I'm saying, "Wait," and I didn't tell him this. Now I said, mm-hmm. "Wait a minute." They had 60? He said, yeah. I parked that truck. I went down 2121 building. That's where EOC was in. I said, ma'am, I got a problem. She said, what is it? I said, with the fire department. And I gave her my card showing that I was number 40 on the list. I said, I had 60 some of my firefighters. She said, go over to talk to the chief. I left, tried to talk to the chief. Chief wouldn't talk to me. So I went back and told her. She said, I need you to go back. That's okay. Went back up there, and Chief still wouldn't talk to me. I said, wait a minute. I said, ma'am, he still won't talk to me. I need you to go back. Now, I'm, I'm getting ticked off now. Mm-hmm. But I, not understanding that they were building their case. 
Oh, <laughs> I was sitting here getting frustrated yeah. myself. Okay. And, and they were building their case. And and with that, that third time, she said, don't worry about it. You'll be hearing from us. And one day I was getting Because he had to turn you away three times. Three so. times and uh, I got a call. Mr. Plump, this is Jane West. I said, okay, Blue Ball, what's going on? He played football at Carver. Okay. And I said, what's going on? He said, are you still interested in filing that lawsuit against the city of Birmingham? I said, yeah, man. What's wrong? I said, he said, you need to come on out here with me. Two weeks later, I received a letter from the city, by the port, saying they've been trying to find me. And I said, ma'am, I said, the phone number's still the same, my address still the same. She said, that's irrelevant. Can you come down here for an interview? <laughs> we ain't talking about that. Can you go? Yeah, and uh, I got down, and uh, uh, the same old chief that wouldn't talk to me, he came in. He said, well, looking at his application here, I can't see no reason why we can't hire him. So send him over for a fiddle school. And I went on over to us for my fiddle school, got there, and the lady, little nurse came. She said, plump. You've been here before? I said, yeah. I said, with the police department. What happened there? They disqualified me. She said, oh, okay, come and go with me. Took me back to see the doctor. Doctor, this is uh, Mr. Fred Plump. He's here for the fire department. And uh, he was here for the police department. They, they disqualified him. And he said, for what reason? Well, he said uh, they said he had been arrested. And uh, he said, okay. He said, step back. I did. He said, give me three deep knee bends. I did that. He said, go with the nurse. I went with the nurse, stepped on the scales. She said, squat for me. Squat? What is this? And if you see the paperwork when I got hired, I stand seven. I stand five seven. Because of my weight, my weight didn't coincide with my height. And that's what the, that's what the chief was going to try to play on me. But she took care of that. And passed me and got back over. He come running in. Hey, how did it go? I said, Well, I passed. You did? I said, Yes, I did. Uh, well, uh, go, go go ahead and write him up then. And I said, Well, let me ask the court. I said, When is the next recruits class? He said, Oh, well, that been that been March. I said, Well, I'd like to come in and go to class first, because I knew if they'd have sent me to a station, they were gonna send me to station one, and they were gonna dog me out. Uh-huh. And, and, and uh, the good Lord was just with me. Just some things my grandmother told me to look for uh, throughout life, and so uh, that really helped. And here I am today. I was one one of the well, was one of the first blacks. Matter of fact, I was the only black on the western side of town for a long time. Hello, I'm Dr. Geraldine Agee, Miles College Provost and Senior Vice President of Academic Affairs. And I'm here to tell you that now is your time. Miles College is Birmingham's premier four-year HBCU. We offer intimate class sizes, accessible faculty, and a personalized career plan with you in mind. Whether it's your first time in college or you want to return and finish, please come experience Miles College and let us invest in your future. What's your favorite charity? My favorite church, you know, dealing with the youth. Yeah. So, uh, anything dealing with our youth. So we just going to say Piper uh, <laughs> Davis. That, no, just Piper, not just Piper Davis. Piper Davis is one of them. Oh, I know, but I'm saying for the purpose of this. You're right, on, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you some questions. Oh, okay, Piper Davis. Okay, let's go. And if you don't answer, 
you have to make donation to your favorite charity. All right, no problem. But they easy. <laughs> yeah. no problem. Man, I got to say this though. And only, you know, little league West End families will appreciate this. This man has put more of his own money in. I I I almost I I I laugh at myself because he constantly, constantly, constantly puts his own money into these programs for our kids and um be my hero. Well, you know, when you go out and try to get it from others and can't get it, and you got to have it, the good Lord blessed me, and he shows me the way. Amen. All right, first question. Regions Park or Rickwood Field? Rickwood Ball Field. All right. Botanical Gardens or Railroad Park? Uh, skip that one. Donation, Protective Stadium, or Legacy Arena? Skip that one, too. Another donation. <laughs> I know why you're saying <laughs> Crossplex or Legion Field. Legion Field. <laughs> oh, you'll take that one. Birmingham Zoo or McWayne Science Center? McWayne. All right. Sloss Furnace or Vulcan Park? Skip that. <laughs> uh, Barons or Squadron? Barons. Legion or Stallions? I go with Stallion. Alabama or Auburn? Auburn. State or A&M? Definitely A&M. What's your zodiac sign? Pisces. Now, what does that mean? When is it? And, he's, and, he's, he swims all sorts of ways. He just swims. He just step out there and throws Okay. <laughs> I, I take that for what it is. Do you cook? I sure can cook. What, what, what's your... What's your Throwdown meal. What? My throwdown meal yeah. is barbecue chicken, creamed potatoes, and and green bean. Oh, okay. How about your favorite NBA team? Favorite NBA. Well, I tell you, since the Phillies went down, I guess I'm had to stay with the Phillies. Nah, NBA. <laughs> NBA. Uh huh. National ba- basketball. I'm just name Philadelphia. Oh, okay. 76ers, man. Okay. I thought you said Phillies. I'm sorry. NFL team. NFL, you know, I've always been with Kansas City, but uh, I was trying to pull for for Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Yeah. But Kansas City has been with me ever since uh, Buchanan was out there. Okay. All right. Um, Last question. iPhone or Android? iPhone. (laughs) If you had a superpower, what would it be? What would you choose? If I had a superpower, I would bless all the children in the world. Amen. Yeah. Oh, that's me. You see how he stay with me? He stay with you. I'm talking about, wow. (laughs) For those that that couldn't hear it, Coach Plump's phone went off, and it was the hallelujah. Hallelujah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was awesome. So, um, oh, oh, I remember. First thing, 
you this will be your first um time serving as a state representative what did that feel like on election night like what well to be honest with you on election night I felt that I could really get out here and serve and do things for my people mm. uh-huh. and uh matter of fact you know I, I love my district and I'm gonna do everything I can in the district but I love all our citizens mm. so therefore I'll be out working and that really put me in in that mode that I'll be able to do something. I um let me think. I've talked to Wandalyn Gavan, talked to State Representative Wandalyn Gavan, State Senator Roger Smitherman, and I talked to somebody else. Can't remember, but now I'm talking to you. I'm showing everybody how to lobby, right? Mm-hmm. Now Forgot to look it up when I got here, but the state law says that the middle lane and the far left lane are for passing. Mm-hmm. Unless it's in a time of, you know, traffic, thick traffic, the left lane is for passing, the far left lane is for passing only. You cannot cruise the outside lane. I'm going to look it up, bring it to you. And I need you all to go down there to Montgomery and make sure our transportation department is using those signs on our highways instead of putting up these stupid messages. And, you know, they put put up some good ones like keep your seatbelt on. Mm -hmm. This how many minutes until you get to such and such. They need to start putting people in the proper lane. <clears throat> so that's all well, I'm asking for my state representative well, this you know time. I, I'm, I'm with you on that because, you know, I travel. When I travel, I might stay in that left lane a <laughs> hundred miles. Because See, you know you're wrong. <laughs> uh, what, I, what I don't like. Uh, <clears throat> so I cruise. I cruise at seventy five, mm-hmm. and and when I I'm cruising at seventy five, here come a fool. He might be running ninety, mm-hmm. and I get over in the right lane to let him pass. Then he pull up beside me and slow up, and that just ticks that ticks me off. Mm. Yeah, and uh, but yeah, but that's something we need to look at. And uh, we got those and, we and, got uh, those boards, those message boards, and they're not mm-hmm. using them. And the other thing we need to look at on on interstate, those tractor trailers. Oh man, those guys are get. If you got three lanes, sometimes they're getting all three lanes. Exactly, but if they in the right far lane as they're supposed to be by law, by law they're supposed to be wouldn't there. Be, wouldn't be a problem, and we wouldn't have streets torn up the way we have them. Exactly. It. But the, now that's that's one that I I forgot. I'm going to do some research on that. But there are states where if you have a, a um, an accident and there is damage to the road, mm-hmm. the city, state, whatever, 
they act they actually sued the insurance company to have that divot in the road fixed. We should look at doing something like that here in Alabama, I'm, I'm too. I'm thinking that's happening in Alabama as well. Especially it when may I be. To, yeah, where I track the trailers. Yeah, it may be yeah. by now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But, you know, my favorite governor Which spent one? all these all this money on these roads she finna put all over the state. So I need y'all to protect our, our roads, okay? I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> Don't you say nothing about my governor. Now... If you if if you had to prioritize one thing, I I know that um oh he got a picture with my governor <laughs> at, at the head table at the head table. I'm talking about you 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 with you in high cotton as they say. That's right. Um, if you had to to say all right, if I don't do nothing, I'm gonna do this. During the legislative session, what, what, how would you finish that? If I don't do nothing, I'm going to help take care of our veterans. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I know that nationally um, our Department of Veterans Affairs has been getting called to the carpet, but what's going on with the state? The state is pretty much the same way. Uh, our veterans, you know, uh, if you didn't know, the state of Alabama have the largest number of veterans than any state. The state of More Al- than Texas? Yeah, more than Texas. Wow. Uh, the state of Alabama send more veterans, young men, in harm's way than any state. Mm. Then they come back and they're mistreated. Uh, if you need any assistance from the VA, the veterans... Go to states like Chicago or Maryland. Don't come back to Alabama Mm. because it takes you forever to get anything. It took me 40 years to get anything from VA, 40 years. Wow. And and the judge out of Washington, D.C. had just sent a letter down here telling them, y'all need to pull this man file up and go over it again. I wonder, you know, when, 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 whenever I look at a, a, an issue, no matter what it is, I try to think what somebody else might be thinking, mm-hmm. right? Like, I know my position, but where, where might you be coming from, right? What is the other argument as it relates to our veterans, like <laughs> they they fought, they put their lives on the line. We owe it to them. We say we we say we owe it to them. What's the disconnect? I I, I honestly don't understand. I think uh, the biggest problem we have with our veterans and, and veterans affairs. Uh, some have told me that you know uh, veterans, their supervisors tell them they can only. Serve so many, so you got to pass some through. Quotas and numbers uh-huh. yeah, and right. all that and, kind and of stuff. Things such as that. And uh, that have hurt us. Mm. So so now we're trying to get somebody in place to, uh, uh, matter of fact, uh, I was blessed to be placed on the Veterans Affairs Committee. Okay. So now I'm 
I would get a chance to do some of the things that I wanted to do. Uh, that is one committee I looked at, I guess, 12 years ago. Okay. Uh, when I ran for the House seat then, that was the only committee I was really concerned about then. Mm. And uh, to come in and be blessed to put on that committee and learning more and more about uh, why veterans treated a certain way. Uh, most people don't know that uh, if a man go into reserve or National Guard and spend six years or better and never be activated, he's not a veteran. He cannot go into VA and say, hey, I'm a veteran. I'm looking for the same treatment. If he don't have that DD-214, he is not commit. He is not a veteran. Wow. And, and that, that, that's ugly. And something, and we can't change it here in Alabama. They got to go to Washington, D.C. with that. They get some teeth in that. That's really sad. Well, Coach, I want to thank you for <laughs> serving this community longer than I've been here on that's this right. earth. That's right. You better believe it. <laughs> and, um, you know, you, you, you're one of the people that knows me better than I know myself. You've known my family longer than than you. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I just I just really thank you for coming. I appreciate you. I appreciate you guys for allowing, allowing me to come in here and tell some of the things about uh, Boss Man. Because, uh, you know, Boss Man, he taught me a lot, and I love Boss Man for what he did. Your dad was great. Uh, we didn't, when he was, in, we was at Miles, we didn't. Talk that much then, right? But you know, in later years, y'all close yeah. thick as thieves, mm, right? right yeah. <laughs> so uh, uh, that, uh, uh, and and like I say, I knew you, mom and dad, way before they thought about you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> so now, yeah, and 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 you, his boy, now he loved he loved you. <laughs> yeah. I wonder why. I don't know. <laughs> I wonder too. <laughs> I want to thank my coach, my hero, my friend, my state representative, Fred Plump, for joining us. And I want to thank you all for listening. As always, a huge shout out to Creed 63, R360 News, and UrbanHam.com. God bless. Hello, I am Dr. Brandy Bowling, your triple board certified pediatrician, adult psychiatrist, and child and adolescent psychiatrist. I am also an ADHD expert, a mommy friend, a school liaison, author of the best-selling book, Shine, Understanding ADHD So Your Child Can Be a Star, and host of the Facebook live stream, Focus On It Friday. You can find me at Dr. Brandy B, that's D-R-B-R-A-N-D-I-B, on all social media platforms. Or you can call my office, which is 205-948-7129. It is my goal that all children and adults will be successful and that they will shine in the classroom and in life.